I am Dr. Adam Martin, and you are listening to the Fit Pharmacist Podcast. Guys, pharmacy, fitness, life. What is it? Is it a person? Is it a place? It is a movement. The Fit Pharmacist is a movement in the profession of pharmacy and healthcare overall to bring our best selves to the work that we do so that we can serve our patients, our family, our friends, and ourselves. We owe it to ourselves to bring our very best so that we can deliver the best care to those we serve. You can't do that if you're binging, if you're not working out, if you're not keeping your eye on the prize and the prize being your own health. If we prioritize health, being nutrition, working out, mental health, mindset, we can therefore bring our 100% best versions of us to every interaction. And that, guys, is what I am all about. And that mission, that movement, has afforded me the blessing of meeting other people in the profession who are making moves to make this happen, not only for themselves and their colleagues, but for patients and the profession of pharmacy overall. So I have a very special guest who I have been following for quite a long time. And I am very, very excited to introduce to you guys Dr. Joshua Stone King, Dr. Pharmacy. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate you having me today. Uh, really excited to be on and look forward to a great conversation. Oh, man, I am so pumped to have you on. So I'm pumped because I know this, bro, but you guys don't. So let me give you a brief intro on how amazing this guy is. So, Dr. Joshua Stone King currently is the regional director of oncology and hematology at Avella Specialty Pharmacy. By making an industry leap from a clinical pharmacist to a specialty pharmacy director, Josh found professional success at a high level, earning his company's highest awards in oncology three years in a row. Dr. Stone King has earned his Bachelor's of Science degree in exercise physiology and his Doctorate of Pharmacy degree, both from West Virginia University School of Medicine while completing his PGY1 residency training at Indian River Medical Center. In addition to pharmacy, Josh, as myself, is very into fitness as he's a three-time NPC men's physique division champion and currently resides in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Guys, that is an abbreviated bio. This dude is too legit to quit. It'd be the whole episode telling you how amazing this guy is. So without further ado, I'm going to turn the mic over to Josh. Thank you, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I don't know if I'm worthy of quite an awesome introduction, but I greatly appreciate it, Adam. Um, oh. I hope I can live up to all those kind words. Uh, I really mean it. Thank you for that. Oh, dude, I, it doesn't do you justice. Serious. This, this guy. Um, so as you guys have heard in his bio, he is, he's got the track record. He's legit pharmacy. He's a competitor, which is a whole other realm in the fitness industry that uh, both Josh and I are into. Um, and actually, uh, we, we met in, in, on Instagram uh, several, I think about a year ago um, through yeah, the yeah, you're correct. pharmacist feature. And he, I saw he was a competitor and such. And a few months back, I was actually at a show in Pittsburgh, and I see this bro get on stage and I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. And they say his name. I'm like, no way. That's the dude I featured like a couple months ago. <laughs> so he gets yeah. off the stage and I'm like, Josh, and he does a double take. 
And dude, it was like, oh my God, like we you saw a ghost. It was, it was pretty sweet. So it's pretty neat how our worlds collided both in pharmacy uh, through social media and what we're doing and also in fitness. Um, so man, tell us a little bit about you in this, the fit pharmacist perspective. So obviously you've got that track record in pharmacy, your director, you're killing it like really hardcore three years in a row being awarded highest honors in your company and in fitness, you're getting, you know, placing in shows, you're competing all while traveling and just having a hectic schedule that you make look really simple, which is really an art and a skill. Um, so bravo with that, but I'm doing enough gum flapping here. Tell us about your story with how pharmacy and fitness merged for you and all about kind of your story with what brought you to where you are today. Absolutely. Well, well, thank you for the intro. And, um, you know, as they always taught us in pharmacy school, they told us pharmacy is a small world. Well, alluding back to the story where you saw me do a competition, uh, fitness is even a smaller world yeah. um, when it comes to networking. So we've met on both aspects of that. So, you know, that was a really cool experience to see you there. Always appreciate the support at the show. So just want to say that first of all, um, but kind of going into, I guess we can leapfrog into the story and, and, fitness and pharmacy, how they merge together. Um, you heard a little bit of my background with education, um, kind of how I started out in exercise physiology, moved over to the pharmacy side, you know, and, and what really got me into that. Um, the catalyst to that event really simply was competitive sports were over with. Um, I got very used to a structured lifestyle when you would go to school, go to practice, watch film, so on and so forth. When that was over with in college, I needed to find something to fill that void. Um, so luckily for me at a large university, they have a great rec center, just like they do at Pitt. Um, and that's when I started to get into fitness at a lower level. Um, that's when I gained my first initial interest in that. Now, that's what made me change my major or add a major, I guess, because pre-pharmacy isn't necessarily a major, um, into exercise physiology. Got to meet a lot of great professors, do some um, research in human performance lab and get to be around athletes. Um, but my professors constantly would ask me, are you crazy? Like, why are you going in the pharmacy? You know, pharmaceuticals um, are against what we believe in. We believe in exercise and, mm. you know, herbal approach and, and non-pharmacological aspects of things, right? Well, you know, I would always try to preach, we can merge these two together. Hence the fit pharmacist, right? And this was obviously a while back before this was even established. So um, I was bound and determined to make my two passions meet. Um, therefore, went into pharmacy school and the gym at that point in time became my sanctuary, I guess, where I could relieve all my stress after, you know, eight hours of class, probably eight hours of studying and two hours of sleep, maybe. Adam, I don't know how many hours of sleep you guys got at Pitt, but at West Virginia, we didn't have much time for that. That's because y'all were scared of the football. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, so I love the backyard brawl. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, so going back into that, you know, the gym became a stress relief for me. And, you know, I, I would try to take my exercise physiology background and, you know, have booths at our rec center. I worked at the rec center, um, tried to personal train, raise awareness, um, do the best I could to merge it with pharmacy. Um, toward the point where we were able to add some lectures on non-pharmacologicals and, you know, different diets and the importance of that and try to put that into our academic program. 
Um, so that's where I got to find a little success when showing how important that aspect is of it with the treatment of the patients on the pharmacological side. So that was a big win um, at that point in time for me and just using the gym as kind of my outlet. Fast forward another four years, I'm in residency, I get matched in Florida. You're never going to hear me complain being from outside of Pittsburgh, right? Where it's sunny every day in Florida. <laughs> uh, not upset about that. Um, I joined a local mom and pop gym that was really small. Um, they had a fitness team. I didn't know anybody, but I knew I liked fitness. I actually didn't know what a fitness team was, to be really honest, but I decided to join it. Um, here it's a team that preps for bodybuilding competition. So I was not ready for that when I showed up for the first meeting. Um, but I kind of was in too deep already. Uh, I got, I guess you can say persuaded into doing a men's physique show. It was the first year men's physique came out. There really wasn't any rules besides you couldn't flex and you have to wear swimming trunks. So I said, sure, why not? <laughs> um, did it initially as a true bucket list item. Like, Hey, I, I did a fitness competition one time. I can say I did it, you know, 60 years from now. Um, but I guess having competitive nature after you do one and you get judges feedback and you learn you can improve I had to do another one and now here we are five six years later and I'm still doing these things so um, I have to admit I do enjoy it I enjoy the process very much so that's kind of the, the backstory of where I went through exercise physiology pharmacy and now into fitness so that's freaking incredible. And guys, his physique is redonkulous. Um, no home. <laughs> Thank you. But seriously, you can tell he's put in the work. Um, now, what's interesting is he was using that drive, that structure that he had mentioned earlier um, for organized sports. And he thought, you know, I still I have these skills that I bought, you know, built up over time and have ingrained. Why not turn that into a lifestyle that serves not only myself, but empowers me to be even better to, you know, perform better in my profession, which you turn into to be pharmacy. Um, and I, I think it's interesting how you pointed that out, how a lot of people see it as a dichotomy because most people view pharmacy as just pushing drugs. But as right. you and I both know, it's not that at all. It's more about bridging the gap and really being an advocate for patient care in a world where there's so many medical terms, buzzwords that can really just have patients glazed over, not to their own detriment, but that's just the nature of pharmacy and research. Yeah, absolutely. And when you, when you really look at the basic comorbidities in the United States of America, every good pharmacist knows the first line treatment is not necessarily a pharmacological agent. Um, it usually comes down to diet, exercise, and lifestyle modifications, which the majority of the pharmacy literature will state that now, which is amazing. Yes. Um, you know, uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they just taught you the first thing because you're in pharmacy school. It's only a pharmacological approach. Now it's fantastic how we get the full plethora of options to treat a patient. And that's why we see better outcomes. Um, Absolutely. And there's more data to support it because, as you know, we are data-driven professionals. And without this data, we cannot prove a point to make this decision. And now we have that data, and that is exciting to me. And it's also exciting to gather that data so we can use that to benefit our patients. And that is what I absolutely love. I couldn't agree more. And that's what really got this movement started um, in my mind is when I was in pharmacy school, we would learn about the body. So if we were in 
um, endocrine, we learn about, you know, mm -hmm. the endocrine system and then where that falls short and how diabetes comes to play, for example. And then in pulmonology, the same thing with asthma, regardless yeah, of what system it was, every single treatment plan, as you said, started with diet and exercise. So it's interesting how for each individual disease state, there's a different drug we need to know, but one quote drug applies to every single condition, that being diet and exercise. So that got me thinking, if we can master this, it can be applied to all of the conditions. And again, what diet and exercise means varies based on the individual, their health status, and so forth. But that's what really got this movement started. So I'm glad you pointed that out because it's a huge aha moment that I had in my career um, that really led to you know, where this is now. Um, but what you had said is actually a great dovetail into the next question, uh, talking about where you are professionally, both in pharmacy, crushing the game that you are playing and leading, really. It's not even playing no more. Um, and then also fitness. So doing those things, just one of them, just mastering one of those things is extremely difficult because of all the distractions, but you merge them, which you have done. And you throw on, oh, let's travel the world while we do it. So let's master two totally, quote, different things and travel the world while we do it, crush it, love life, and make it look easy. How in the hell does one do with <laughs> that? <laughs> so what I want to know is, like, how do, you, how do you focus in the distracted world we have of, you know, all the things going on? How do you optimize your time? Well, that's... A fantastic question, right? And you know, the first I'd like to start is, for me, I, I will never believe I've mastered anything, which is what keeps me going at a daily rate, mm -hmm. um, because I continue to learn. So whether I'm I've now transitioned to a leadership role, or I, I've been doing bodybuilding for five to six years, every day, Adam, it's not a joke. Literally every day, I'm learning something new, and if I'm not, I'm trying to learn something new because I'll be frustrated that something didn't come into my mind. So. Um, that would be step one. Now, when it comes to optimizing your time, <laughs> that's everybody's biggest downfall, right? There's not enough time in the day. I, I constantly say I wish there was 25 hours in a day and that still wouldn't be enough. And, you know, we don't have enough time to sleep, as I joked earlier with pharmacy school and whatnot. But um, just some things that I do to optimize time. Um, like you said, fortunately, I get to travel for work, which is amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, Bodybuilding requires daily preparation in, in the competitive world, whether it be preparing, prepar, preparing your food or your regimen in the gym, right? So yes. let's think, how do we do it? Step one for me is I always get an early start, um, which is difficult. But the 5 a.m., 6 a.m. is just the normal time for me to get up. Um, create a routine. Once you create a routine, you know, the, the studies show after 21 days, of consistency, it then becomes a routine. So um, create a routine of waking up early. It's not fun at first, but it gives you more time in the day. Um, what I try to do when it comes to the business and pharmacy aspect, I always try to complete my most important task before 9 a.m. because that's when my pharmacy world day really starts to kick off, just like yours do. Between seven and nine, there's just not much. So my most important task is done first. Um, now when it comes to traveling, I create my days into office days and non-office days. 
So some things have to be pushed to a office day if I'm traveling on Monday. It cannot be handled till Tuesday, and I have to tell myself you cannot have anxiety over this. Mm. Of course, there's outliers where things that are urgent or so on and so forth. We all have those, but you have to prioritize it to get it all done. Because if not, like you said, we'll constantly be distracted because this is important, this is important, this is important. Those important things truly may not be that important and can wait until tomorrow. It's okay to tell your team that. Um, and they understand that once you set that precedence. Um, now, the other thing is when you plan your day, plan it intentionally. Don't just say, I'll be here and then I'll go there and we'll have lunch somewhere and we'll do this. Like by the hour, plan your day. You know, when you have a meeting and you can't get what you needed to be done within that hour of time in the meeting, the meeting's over, that's your fault for running the meeting, not effectively. So I always say plan your day intentionally. Um, the other thing that we all get caught up in, I know you do because I do as well, is emails. Oh, yeah. We get so many of them from our technicians, from our account managers, from sales reps, from whoever's emailing us. It can literally eat up your whole day. So what I do is I block time for my emails. They either get them between seven and 9 a.m. or they get them in the afternoon. But between about nine and 2 p.m., emails have to wait because that is when the majority of the physical work is being done with what I do in a day. So I always block time for emails. Now, the most important part with being the fit pharmacist, right, is planning your exercise. Oh, so when it comes... I mean, right. You plan your exercise. You don't just say, I'll get to the gym when I get there. That's terrible because your meals could potentially be off. You could get thrown off with different hours wherever you're located. Mm -hmm. um, so what you always do is, I mean, when I'm home and I'm, I'm local in the DC area, I know I'm going to the gym at 7:30 PM. Everything can wait um, for my hour just to get in there because that, you know, is my quiet time, my happy time where I disconnect from society for an hour with my headphones in. Um, and the other thing that I always say is really important, um, you also need to plan your family time because yes. that's equally as important as traveling and being a fit pharmacist. We, you know, we all have family in, in whatever aspect it is. If it's the weekends, plan it. If it's Monday afternoon, plan it. If it's taking your goddaughter to the movies, you know, at 6 p.m., plan it and then you can do it. Now, obviously being spontaneous is fun and, and all that. Like I love to be spontaneous as well, but to be effective and to be able to balance your time and be a competitive bodybuilder with a pharmacist, you can't be random in these things. You have to be deliberate in all of your actions to create this structure. Now, alluding to back what I said originally, if you do all of these steps, you will then create a routine. And this does not seem stressful. It seems stressful when you fall off of your routine. Mm. So the good, so the good news is, is you get yourself in a nice little groove, you prevent distractions and you can optimize your time. That guys is what I call noteworthy, write that down and implement because everything he said is so true. And I know that because I tried it the other way and all that creates is anxiety and chaos, but really it, it it's, it, you could call it organized chaos because from an outsider's perspective, it looks like you're doing, quote, all these things, and you are, but just like Josh said, if you plan ahead of time, that is where the magic happens. Um, I actually was just at Point Park today giving a talk about how to eat healthy on the go, and one thing that I drew from the audience 
whether it's nutrition, whether it's your business goals, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, if you plan, that's how it works. Proper planning prevents poor performance, as they say. But guys, if you're trying to do multiple things, especially, you've got to block out, like Josh said, those things with intention. Not just, you know, workout is from 1 to 2 p.m. Okay, that's a great start, but what are you going to do leading up to it? What are your meals going to be? How is that going to fit with the rest of your schedule? How is that going to affect your relationship time, your family time, your business time? It's not a black and white dichotomy. It's a interworking of life. And that's what fitness really is. It's a lifestyle. It's not, you know, do the competition and then go to Burger King for the rest of your life. It's how do I create this lifestyle so that everything works together, not taking away one thing from another, but how can one action support the other so that you're moving in a symbiotic way towards your goals rather than being pulled like a tug of war. So I think that's sound advice because I take it and I live it and I agree. <laughs> yeah, thank and you. And I, uh, I, I couldn't say it better myself. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, and the thing is, you got to think is life is chaotic. You're always going to have those things that come out of left field that are urgent, whether it's family, fitness, or in the pharmacy, but you have to know how to manage those without getting frustrated and throwing them off of your routine. Because every single day, the whole point of life is to throw you off your routine. And the good thing is, is all those urgent matters and chaotic matters they're just tests to help you build your character to become a better pharmacist, a better bodybuilder, and a better family man. So instead of getting frustrated at those urgent things and seeing anxiety, you know, and the red beady eyes, just embrace that, pivot, and then fall right back into your routine after you handle that urgent matter for whatever it is in life. Because after that, at the end of the day, you learn something, you built character. Now you're a more educated, experienced, a better person. So View those urgent matters as positives and not negatives, and that'll help you get through your day a lot better. That stimulus you have, that those red beady eyes that you mentioned, you can take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can take it one of two ways: either anxiety or excitement. If you think about it, literally, just just think about this right now. If just tell me what anxiety feels like to you. Describe it, okay? Think about that for a moment. Now, tell me what excitement feels like for you. They are exactly the same. You get the same feelings. You get the same inner workings. But like Josh said, one's positive, one's negative. One's going to crush you and have you swirming in what can I do, da, 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 which I fell into and I know. I know that's how that is. But if you look at it in, through the rose-colored glasses, one would say, uh, and look at it through excitement, how you label it, how the inner conversations you have the types of questions you have. So instead of saying, oh my God, I have so much, how can I get it done? Versus, oh my God, I have so much, I can't believe how blessed I am. I can't wait to get started. It's really the same thing, but if you shift towards a positive outlook, that's gonna drive you forward. You're still gonna have that feeling, but it's gonna push you towards progress rather than keep you stagnant in crap. Very well said. Couldn't agree with you more. I think that's fantastic. Um, and just to kind of, you know, piggyback on on what you discussed there is the feeling of anxiety and excitement are exactly the same stimulus. 
And yes. it's also the same way you can view how your day is going. I was always taught growing up, you can have a good day if you want to, right? It's completely up to you. No matter what happens in your day, it still can be a good day. So no matter what those feelings are that you're feeling, instead of viewing those as negative, quote, anxiety, you can view them as a positive, as excitement. And therefore, you can handle those situations a lot better. And as we talked about, optimize your time, prevent distractions. 100%, Josh, 100%. So what you talked about with that is not only how to be successful, but also you covered how to not get overwhelmed or caught up in the details of how do I get through this day? How do I fit it all in? But you also touched on how you stay healthy and on track, which is really planning and living your day with purpose, with intention on how to follow through with those things. Um, you also travel. I know you're literally all over the world. I get on Instagram and you were in DC and now you're in Shanghai. And then the next day <laughs> you're like, I'm like, how do, what is this guy like <laughs> crazy? But he stays on track. He competes. He leads his team in pharmacy. He's on point. And it really is that simple. Now, one little asterisk, simple doesn't mean easy. But if it's simple, you can follow through with it. And just like Josh said, consistency is key. Consistent action beats wishful thinking, guys. So if you put that into practice, like he said, in 21 days, it's going to be a lot more seamless and just kind of autopilot. Uh, so that's really how to tie all these together with fitness, pharmacy, owning life and dominating the world like Mr. Josh is doing. So wow. that brings us to a really big question, which is, you know, fitness is great. Pharmacy is great. Even if you're not in either of those and still listening to this podcast, that's pretty interesting. You're this far in, but <laughs> the, the big question in life, especially now is purpose. What's my purpose? How can I make an impact? How can I look back on my life and say, wow, like I actually had a genuine reach to someone's life or an industry or basically my life had purpose. So with all of that, you know, it's great to have hobbies, interests, a job, those sort of things. But when it comes to a career and really fulfilling your life purpose, how, Josh, would you say, because just looking at you and the things you do, it's very evident that you're living your life purpose. You can see in your action how you talk, the things you do, that you have that passion and you're living it. So my question is, how do you make an impact? How do you live life on those terms? Well, that's a fantastic question. And, you know, that takes a lot of soul searching to really think about how you're going to make an impact. And that sometimes is the hardest question for any of us to answer in our life, especially if we're kind of caught in the rat race, we're in the rut, or whatever reason is where you kind of feel trapped, whether it's in fitness pharmacy or in your family. Um, some of the things that I found that helped for me, um, where I've received some, some very nice things in return, whether it be feedback or recommendation letters or whatnot, um, something that truly is the most important on how to make an impact. And, and this may sound funny, but I think having a positive attitude is absolutely the number one thing on how you make an impact because mm. you impact others with how you view things and carry yourself within that moment. So whether you're in the pharmacy, you're a technician, you're mixing IVs, you're in the specialty pharmacy world, you're in sales. If you have a negative attitude that affects everybody, that is a negative impact. So your positive attitude with a smiley face, a great outlook, and, and you know, me and you both know 
pharmacy and fitness are not all sunshine and rainbows. But <laughs> they're not still, all, you mean, when you, you mean they're not all Twinkies and bonuses. <laughs> uh, I, I wish they were all bonuses. That's what I would wish for. But, but having that positive attitude, like I said earlier, you're having a good day if you want to, that is contagious. And we know that. And that is how you make an impact on your team. Because being a pharmacist, we lead a team, whether you believe it or not. You have a group of other pharmacists, technicians, and tech assistants that look at you for final decisions. That's why you have the signature on the bottle and on the bag. So if you have a good day every day and you keep a positive attitude, the majority of the time, your team will have a positive attitude. Um, the second thing, I always think of, right? Um, having an open mind. Um, minds are like parachutes, right? They work best when they're open. We all work with different teams, with different views, with different people. Being a closed-minded pharmacist or bodybuilder where, hey, only my five-day split where I do legs once a week works. Well, maybe it, something else works for somebody else, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's Pilates, whether it's yoga. Everybody knows something about something, right? So mm -hmm. keep an open mind and take a, take a little nugget that you think is the best attribute, attribute or um, information that that person that you meet has and bring that into yourself so you can be well-rounded and make an impact on others and then share what you know. Don't just keep it all in. You know, they, they say the only secret to success is not sharing your secret. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I absolutely can't stand that because the ultimate way to make an impact, and you have been this and so have I, it is to become a mentor. Whether you mentor the pharmacy students when you're in clinic or you're mentoring somebody new in the gym to make them feel comfortable, to tell them it doesn't matter what the weight looks like, it matters what you look like. So, those are my three things on how to make an impact, positive attitude, be open-minded, and finally become some form of a mentor and pass back all the information that you gain either in the gym as a nutritionist or in pharmacy and give it to others because you, you can't be on top forever and you need to be willing to learn forever. Um, and those are my three tips. Hot damn. That's what we call a mic drop on this podcast, guys. <laughs> Legit, like that's the script for success. Seriously, it's very simple, but doing those things when times are tough, you know, when you want to cut corners, when you're tired, that's what's going to make the difference. That's what's going to make you have that feeling of fulfillment of impact, knowing when you go to bed each night that you approach each day with that purpose that Josh has talked about throughout this podcast, having that positive attitude and bringing your best self forward. It's your responsibility to help other people get that. Taking responsibility, even for other people, that is ultimate leadership. And once you do that, people are going to look up to you, and then you become a mentor. So once you take yourself 100% responsible, you then become a leader to show others, set that example. And once you do that, you are going to create influence. People are going to come to you, and or you're going to see a need that needs your attention. Because when you're that responsible, when you take that upon yourself, you're naturally going to want to mentor people who you see need it and actually will put it into practice. So it's kind of a different level of responsibility and leadership that escalates the deeper that you go, in my opinion. Um, but I completely agree with what Josh said. It's putting it into practice and doing it when it's not easy, when it's something that, you know, could be done another way, the easy way, but, you know, it's done, but you don't really feel right about it. If you do that consistently, because back to consistency, 
that's really what's going to leave that lasting impact as a professional, as a pharmacist, as a human being on what you want to leave behind when you're in that rocking chair. Um, Tony Robbins calls it the rocking chair test, where if you vision yourself, you know, 80, 90 years old in your rocking chair, just pondering on life, what you've done, are you going to rock with a smile and say, damn, that was fun? Or are you going to rock and say, what the hell did I waste my life doing? And if you put yourself in that, it either is going to create affirmation that, yeah, I'm on the right path or a sense of pain. And that pain isn't a bad thing. That's a driving force that can cause you to take action, to make changes now so that later you can look back and say, damn, I'm glad that I had that kick in the pants. Very well said. And, and one thing that I love what you touch on is I always feel it's really important when it goes back to how to make an impact uh, is consistency. And when you, when you sit down and, and you remember the best pharmacist you ever met, Adam, it was never the one who was in the IV room doing a great job for two years. It was always the pharmacist in the IV room doing a great job for 20 years. Those were the best pharmacists you ever met. And the same thing goes for bodybuilding. Anybody can go up to the Olympia or a bodybuilding show one time. Phil Heath has done it over and over and over again. Arnold Schwarzenegger, over and over. Those are the great. And it's real simple. They all have one thing in common. It's just consistency. So oh, there's the secret to how to make an impact, right? Consistent action beats wishful thinking. We all want to be the best, but do we put in our best every day? You want to be, just like Josh said, that person. And I'm sure, Josh, I'm sure you've had this experience because I have, and it made me think, like, what the heck? When a pa you're with a patient, you know, having a great interaction, and they say, well, you must be new. And you're like, what, what do you mean? No. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're just so, like, lively. You seem like, you know, first day on the job, this and that. I'm like, I've been here seven years. And they're like, yeah, I can relate. Oh, oh, what the hell? And they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But that's that sense of novelty of, you know, this is an awesome day. This is like you said, it comes back to positive attitude. All these things that that's a, a really big point. I want to drive home guys is all these things aren't separate things to achieve. You know, one go North on one thing, go East on the other South. They're all collectively intertwined to build you and propel you towards that success, which is impact. So, Josh, I don't think I can add anything more because you really hit the nail on the head on pretty much everything that would make anyone be successful. And I don't know about you guys, but just listening to this podcast, talking about these things, it's almost bedtime, but I'm ready to go and change the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me all fired up already. This was a great conversation, Adam. Um, love being able to discuss things like this. I hope the fit pharmacist community was able to just, you know, grasp one or two nuggets from each of us where they can take into their daily habits. Um, oh, absolutely. For a positive change. You know, that that's, that's definitely the goal of being here today. Absolutely. Um, I know for me, I like following you to see, you know, what you're up to, what city you're in, what language you're speaking today. So if people <laughs> want to continue on and follow your journey or get in contact with you, what are the best places to do that? How can people reach you and follow your journey? Absolutely. So the best place would be on Instagram. That is where I am the most active. Um, my Instagram name is 
the only stony that's t-h-e-o-n-l-y-s-t-o-n-e-y the only stony um, also if you'd like to send me an email um, to talk anything business professional specialty pharmacy bodybuilding um, it is josh.stoneking at gmail.com first name dot last name at gmail.com uh, just shoot me a message to title it fit pharmacist and I'll, I'll happily respond back so thank you adam Thank you, Dr. Josh, for being on the Fit Pharmacist podcast. Absolutely a pleasure. You guys got knowledge bombs like no other today. So I really hope you guys have been taking notes. If you didn't, I got you covered because I know how it is. So I want to give you that value. Underneath, we have the show notes for you. This is Dr. Adam Martin with the Fit Pharmacist. You have been listening to the Fit Pharmacist podcast. You guys have a phenomenal day and ask yourselves, what are you going to do to leave your legacy and make an impact on all those you have the opportunity to serve? Thank you all for tuning in. Look forward to listening and talking with you next time. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, everybody in the Fit Pharmacist community. I hope everybody has a wonderful afternoon.